it's uh, my therapy. As whenever I'm there, the only thing I'm focused on is flying, and nothing else is even in my brain. It communicates with other aircraft in the air and tells me where their position is, both direction, speed, altitude, and position. The Technology Plus Business Podcast, brought to you by Central Technology Solutions. And that's how you guys don't run into each other. One of the ways. One of the ways. We also look out the window. And I said, you know, nice landing, it's smooth. And he said, oh, I actually didn't land the plane. And he said, and I said, excuse me? And he said, oh, yeah, um, uh, every 30 days we have to test the auto landing feature of the plane. So that was the computer landing it the whole time. Have you ever wondered what's inside the cockpit of an airplane? Besides the two pilots, of course. Have you seen the captain's chair and then you see all the buttons and you just have the sudden urge of pushing and moving everything? and kind of become your own Top Gun character? Because same, don't worry, you're not alone. Today, we're gonna be gaining some insight into the technology of airplanes. Welcome, Ben Jones. Ben was on one of our previous podcasts where he broke down uh, what you absolutely need in an IT tool stack. But today we're pulling away from the business part and diving into the technology. Hence, the Technology Plus Business Podcast, we can do both. Let's kind of dive into what the technology or what type of technology is used in an airplane. Ben, give us your background in how you developed a love for airplanes. Hmm. Well, I suppose it started with Top Gun. No, Um, (laughs) I was... uh, I was probably like a lot of uh, boys, my uh, young boys, that they were interested in being a fighter pilot and, and you know, joining the Air Force. And when reality came and, and smacked me, I realized that it probably wasn't my destination to do that. I went into IT instead. And eventually I would, you know, I would, I'd grow up playing flight simulators. So I'd, I learned how to fly a plane digitally. And, and then I got into RC planes those are small little foam planes and learned how to fly those those were a lot of fun and had my opportunity to um, spend a hundred or so dollars and go to the local airport and do what's called a discovery flight and what that is is they you get get into the plane with a an instructor they take you up and they take off for you and once you're up at a decent altitude they hand you the the stick and say here you go you can fly around now yeah yeah anybody can do it like, even if you had, like, just a small urge to say, I flew a plane, you could go and do it. It takes about an hour, hour and a half, and it will open your eyes. Uh, you'll get in a small plane that feels way too powerful for being so small. I would probably flip it upside down. Or do they stop you from going that far? I mean, they'll probably stop you from flipping <laughs> upside down. Most of those planes aren't acrobatic. But I'm sure if you, if you, you know, I could find you a friend that could take you up in an air, acrobatic airplane if you really wanted to get I'm motion so sickness. I don't think I could do it. No, <laughs> I remember I we went over, when I was a kid, I went over the, the Grand Canyon. And I will never forget this. I was sitting next to a girl named Barbie. I, I was living my childhood dream. And I don't know, something with the plane. It was just so bumpy. And I, yeah. I threw up on her. So now I get to say I threw up on Barbie. Um, but yeah, other than that, when it comes to small planes and then of course the Lynchburg airport, those small planes, um, yeah. And then of course traveling and like the commercial ones as well, just the very, very tight small planes I can't do because you know, Barbie. So. (laughs) Then you probably would not enjoy what I enjoy. (laughs) 
<laughs> so okay, uh, you you fell in love with with airplanes, um, kind of from day one, from as a as a young kid. And then mm-hmm. when did you decide I'm going to get my license in in aviation? I think after I took the Discovery flight, I I briefly considered a career change, um, but decided that instead. I wanted to keep my hobby as a hobby and, you know, have IT to, you know, to pay the bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, which is what it did. Uh, aviation lessons aren't, aren't cheap. Uh, they're, they're pretty expensive even to get your private license. Um, so I decided, you know, I don't care how long it's going to take me. Even if I only go like every other weekend, I will I'll do my best and, and get my license as quickly as, as I can. And so that's what happened. And it is currently July 12th. We are pre-recording all of these episodes. And we are almost coming up on one year of your license. Yep. July 16th, I had um, got my private license last year. And um, it was definitely one of the hardest things I've done in my life. Um, just simply because it, it took me about, I think, two years to do it. Um, because I, I, I was only going up on the weekends. Uh, if you dedicate going up every single day or... You know, five days a week, obviously, it would not take that long. There are people that have done it in months. Wow. Yeah. But that's like you're in the plane all the time and you're going, well, I'm just going to go ahead and take out a loan. Oh, my gosh. So was the test hard? Yes. A written test that you have to do in order to get to the point where you can take your check ride. Um, so after you pass the written test, um, it's one the FAA gives you uh, lots of studying and... And then when you do your check ride, you do an oral exam, which is the instructor sits down with you and asks you questions, um, and you have to answer them right in front of them. Um, if you don't know the answer, then you have to be able to prove that you know where to find the answer. Um, obviously, <laughs> and obviously you don't want to like not know the answer to everything. You want to at least have something in your brain. How often do you fly? I used to fly at least every weekend um, with the weather being as spotty as it's been recently um, with all the storms and the rain. Um, I haven't got a chance to fly too much. I went up um, a couple weeks ago just because I hadn't been up in months. And uh, being a pilot, it's a a perishable skill. That's what they call it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're not doing it, then eventually you won't be able to because you just, you'll kind of lose the muscle memory. Oh, wow. So um, they say in order for you to actually like retain that, like, permanently almost then you have to like really like do it you have to have so many hours so it's like um, riding a bike yeah <laughs> like if you, the first time you get on a bike up you haven't ridden in a couple of years it's it's it's, it's scary yeah it's iffy. <laughs> but i went up and I, I did a couple of landings with an instructor there and did them just fine and had a lot had a blast it's it's uh, my therapy as whenever i'm there the only thing i'm focused on is flying and nothing else is even in my brain oh so i love that yeah so let's now bring your two passions together and talk about the technology that you use. So right now, we're, you can't really see us. Well, you can't see us. Use your imagination. Use your imagination. We have an iPad sitting on the corner, and we have something with two antennas sticking out, and it has an uh, airplane on it. <laughs> and what am I looking at? Well, this is um, Stratix. It's an open source hardware that you can build yourself. And um, did some, you build that? Yes, of course. And some pilots <laughs> use that. Um, there's also a professional level one that you can get. It's the professional level one is probably close to like eight or nine hundred dollars. This one is around a hundred. 
And so, and does a lot of, essentially a lot of the same things. So what that does for me is it communicates with other aircraft in the air and tells me where their position is, both direction, speed, altitude, and position um, on my iPad. And if I have my headphones plugged into my iPad, it will actually warn me as well as planes are getting nearby or if they're the same altitude as me. And, um, and that's how you guys don't run into each other. One of the ways. One of the ways. We also look out the window. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we can forget about that. So I, Ben showed me his iPad, and he was like, you see all these uh, aqua triangles? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, those are airplanes. Oh, my gosh. That was the scariest thing ever. Because <laughs> then if you look up at the sky right now, today it's a beautiful blue day with some clouds. You don't see any of it. And you might see a little streak where an airplane used to be. But... You don't see what he's looking at. No. And I mean, these plans are all but over top of each other. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that. A lot of them are flying at, you know, close to or over 40,000 feet. So you probably won't see them um, if they're, if they got somewhere to be. So what application are you using on your iPad and why an iPad and spill the beans? <laughs> so I'm using for flight, um, which most people that have flown a plane have heard of. It allows me to keep all the aviation maps and all procedures, um, all these, the, all the FAA manuals um, in this one application. I also have my logbook in there and with um, my Stratix, it actually records my flight and I can pull up any of my past flights and see, you know, exactly where I flew. It kind of leaves like a little breadcrumb um, behind my plane so I can see exactly how well I did in the pattern or what my altitude was here or there. Does it show you, like, where you can and cannot fly? Like, can you, I mean, obviously, we can't fly over Area 51. But sure like, you can. What? You're just going to shot down, but oh, you can fly over there. I was about to say, all right, then, we're, we're <laughs> going to take a quick trip. <laughs> um, so the flight also uh, has it's a couple of different packages. They have one that will look at your altitude and look at the terrain nearby you and tell you if you're going to have what's called a control flight into terrain, which basically means you crash into a mountain. Oh, love um, that. Yes. So it, it has a lot of really good features that will warn you on that if that's going to happen. That happens more frequently uh, during poor visibility or at night. Because yeah. um, when you're up there at night, it's not like you can turn the headlights on and see. The, the headlights that we have on the plane are pretty much just for landing. Because, oh, really? Yeah, you can't see anything there. Like, the only thing you can see is pretty much black. Or a and, bird. And, no, you can't see birds. <laughs> you can see plenty of lights. And if you've never flown at night, it's, especially in a small plane, it's really amazing. That's so scary. Now I'm thinking about it, like, going through clouds, they can't see anything. Just like no. you can't see anything. That, that requires you to have an instrument rating, which means that you know how to use the instruments or an on because your body will tell you, something completely different than what the airplane is actually doing oh so your body gosh. will tell you you're going into a dive when actually you're straight and level so you're going to correct for it and which means you will go into a dive or or you'll um or you'll stall out or crash to the ground most most accidents that happen in aviation are because of um weather that okay all right all right technology that's so scary Holy that's cow. what technology is for because technology will tell you that you are straight and level it, it will be your eyes and ears, and you have to learn to rely on that. And update it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And a lot of stuff that's built into, like, the newer planes, 
will show you the terrain digitally on a, what's called a glass cockpit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's basically, it shows you everything that's going on around you, any, any terrain. When you're coming in for a landing, you'll see it on the screen, like you'll see the, the runway and everything else. That is crazy. All right, so what else is in your, your flight bag or, or what other pieces of technology do you use when you are, let's say, going to Virginia Beach? Going through Virginia Beach, um, you can actually plot out and map uh, your, your entire trip um, with your iPad or um, on a GPS um, in the plane. Most planes have GPS. Um, there's only a few of them that, you know, the older ones that don't have a GPS mm-hmm. that rely on simply like looking out the window or, um, you know, different ground cues. Um, they call it like dead reckoning. Um, it sounds oh like, it sounds awful, but it's, <laughs> it's basically just being able to look out the window and know where you are. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's like, because it, it, it's very easy to lose orientation when you're like, like, okay, well, there's a tree. I don't recognize that tree, but I'm going to go to that tree. No. <laughs> oh so it's being able to look at that. Um, and what they did in the past, before the iPad, you had these maps. And oh. now you can't see them, but you can hear them. They're very crinkly. Or like going back to uh, pre-Google Maps where everybody, oh my gosh. So that's how you, that's what you have to know how to read. You have, you know how to read that? Yes. I don't even know what to look at. My eyes can't focus. So in order for you to become a, a drone commercial pilot, you also know how to read this. <gasps> I would cry. So um, that, all that information is conveniently right here. So that same map that you just saw is on my iPad. Did you? And I can, I can map my, um my journey through this and know if I'm going to fly into any sort of restricted zones or you know know if there's a particular um, airspace I need to stay away from or if there's any terrain so the iPad is is a tremendous help and you asked why earlier why I picked an iPad yeah. Because floor flight is only on iPad <laughs> okay so I asked because if you're in the IT industry you're typically not a Mac user or anything Apple, unless you're in marketing almost, <laughs> and I'm the only Apple user in the building at ZTS. That's accurate. Yes. So when I, I saw Ben with the iPad, I'm like, wow, is there something you want to talk about? Like you got a little <laughs> secret with Apple, but no, it's, it's just the apps. So you, you said you also have like a calculator and what else is in your flight bag that, that the average user or the average user of airplanes, the <laughs> average, uh, I guess, passenger doesn't even know exists. Well, when you fly a plane, you bring your own headphones. So oh, really? I have a pair of Bose headphones that I um, bring with me, and they are not cheap. No, not they're even not. even a little bit. No. Uh, but they have noise cancellation on them, which means I don't have to listen to the propeller um, because oh. it's very, very loud in small airplanes. So does your passenger, because you can have one or two passengers, how many? Um, depends on, <laughs> this will sound bad, depends on their weight, oh, that's but fair. usually, um, uh, three or four, huh. depending on the plane too. So Smaller never, planes. never lie to <laughs> your, your, your flight. What, what, what is it? Pilot. Pilot. Thank you. Lost the word. <laughs> never lie to your pilot about your weight. Just be honest. Cause it's literally life or death. It is true. Um, there is an interesting video, um, about, uh, a C-172, a military plane, which um, was packed incorrectly. Um, and when they took off, they stalled immediately and went straight down to the ground. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it's because um, weight and balance is one thing that they teach us as pilots that is extremely important. It will 
it, it is a life or death situation. Oh my goodness. And we have a little bit of, of play. So if your pilot says, maybe you need to sit in the back seat, you know, don't take it personally. Or if you yeah. need you need to sit in the front seat, maybe it needs more, more weight up there. Yeah. So, and is there's that, also been people that have taken like, you know, bags of whatever that have weight on them just so they can make balance it. Balance it. Yeah. So you said this is a hobby. This is a stressful hobby. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not so bad once you're um once you've learned the ins and outs um same thing with it <laughs> it's the same thing if you hop on a motorcycle there's oh. there's like i mean obviously if you're going on the road at 60 miles an hour when your tires goes out you know, you're not gonna have a great day <laughs> um this is like with an airplane you know it's you're taught and prepared for the worst so if it does happen you know you're you're good to go i mean you, you know what to do like if i lost an engine i know exactly what to do I'm not going to freak out. I know exactly how to handle the situation. Whereas if I was an amateur and I was just put in the plane and said, here you go, I would probably crash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, before we end the segment, what else would you like to share with our listeners about uh, your passion of aviation? I would say if you have any desire to do it, take a discovery flight. Um, and uh, I took all my education through smith mountain lake aviation so um hit them up (laughs) so what is something that you definitely want to do um moving forward like in the future besides get your own plane (laughs) besides get my own plane um there are much more ratings and certificates that you can get um in aviation and that's kind of what i'm doing i'm uh eventually want to get back into doing learning my um instrument flight rating which allow me to be able to fly in the clouds. That's so scary. And fly with no visibility. That's so scary. I'm I'm scared for you, but I know you can do it because you're smart. You can do that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> he says with his eyebrows raised. <laughs> so, all right, one last question. Where do you see the technology moving forward in the aviation system? Is it, well, I'll tell you a story. We went to Disney not too long ago. And as we were coming in for a landing, um, everything was fine and smooth. We landed perfectly. And when we were deplaning, um, the pilot was up there saying goodbye to everybody. And I said, you know, nice landing. It was smooth. And he said, oh, I actually didn't land the plane. And he said, and I said, excuse me? And he said, oh, yeah, um, uh, every 30 days we have to test the auto landing feature of the plane. So that was the computer landing it the whole time. So Tesla is going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen electric planes. Oh my gosh. But I think I think there's going to be a lot more automation. I think you're going to see a lot more smaller planes that are used as kind of like Ubers that <gasps> look like uh, quadcopters. Stop. Um, Uber has already um, started paying companies to do um, R&D for these little, basically they're full-size like little quadcopters mm-hmm. that, can, that can take off and land completely autonomously. And so they'll, they'll take you from one part of the city to the next. You imagine? This no. is the first thing that came to mind. You're leaving the club. Let me just call my my Uber, and then it's like the plane just like lands somewhere in the open downtown, and you just hop into the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, you'll you'll go on the top of these buildings, and then you'll hop on the little, little stations, and they'll just take you from point point A to point B. Oh my gosh! I see that in the next decade. I could see that. That makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think of it. I guess the human factor of like human control almost. But then again, you have incidences like 
terrorism, um, mm-hmm. where humans are not the best and Planes they can take can't over. fly themselves. Oh my gosh! Okay, they well, already are. So I mean, it's. I think eventually they. I think that there'll still be a pilot in there, maybe just for liability. Right. But I think the majority of the time it'll probably just take off and land itself. Well, there it is, guys. <laughs> That's going to be the future, possibly the future of aviation. Especially with the pilot shortage. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Elon, I see you. I see you, boy. You you keep on doing your thing. In the meantime, I hope you have a great next flight, Ben. And thank you for sharing.